Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing wonderful. Welcome to a Feminine Impression Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Daph, and today we are going to discuss femininity. We're continuing the series that I'm doing on feminine traits and what it means to truly embody femininity. So I want you to go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. If you haven't yet listened to my previous podcast, make sure to listen and start there. In that podcast, I discussed the first few traits that feminine women have, and I'm continuing today. So I really want you to start there so that you can kind of get the foundation of why this is important and sort of understand the meaning behind femininity. However, we're continuing today with three more feminine traits that you as a woman have implanted in you by God. In the previous podcast, we discussed creativity, we discussed inner joy, and we discussed radiance. The next thing that I want us to focus on is cleanliness. As a feminine woman, this is one of the most important traits for you to have. Overall cleanliness. Now, stereotypically, as women, we are seen as being the cleaner (laughs) of the two sexes. However, that's definitely not always true. It depends on the way you were raised, your environment, the control that you have over your environment, and your internal self, the things that you go through each day, the way that your environment affects you as a person. Maybe you're someone who's really messy and internally you're also quite scattered and just sort of all over the place. And in turn, that shows up in your environment. Or perhaps you're someone who does keep a clean space, but you don't keep yourself very clean. And as a feminine woman, it's necessary that you value cleanliness. Not only does having order and cleanliness affect your state of mind, it also affects your productivity and it affects the way other people receive you. When you have visitors, if you live with a spouse or family members, how they experience you all ties in with your overall presence. Some examples of you valuing cleanliness as a feminine woman means having clean hair. So keeping track of how often you are washing your hair, you are getting your hair maintained, you're getting your hair trimmed, you're getting your hair styled, keep track of it. If you're an African-American woman, you know that we wash our hair on different cycles, but not letting it go so long. If you have your hair, say, in a protective style, not neglecting it because it's in braids or it's in a bun, but still giving it that care, still washing it and conditioning it and caring for it. Again, these things tie right in with your confidence. You're not going to feel so confident leaning your head on someone if you know your hair may smell, right? And so let's say you're out with your boyfriend and you're going to a movie and he sort of has you lean your head on his shoulder. You may not want to do that because you're self-conscious, knowing that your hair probably doesn't smell very good. All of these things are intertwined, interconnected. The same goes with your face keeping your face clean, valuing having a skincare routine where you're taking off your makeup, 
before you go to bed, (laughs) which definitely can be a struggle sometimes, but making it non-negotiable. When it comes to cleanliness, it's not going to be about what you feel like doing. And as you become an adult, what you feel like doing matters less and less. Everything boils down to what needs to be done, what's necessary for your survival and for your overall life experience. Many things are not going to be fun. They're not going to be appealing. They're going to take some of your time, but this is called maturity. This is what a woman does. A woman takes care of her business and it doesn't have to be fun. It doesn't have to be exciting, but it will all contribute to having a better life experience. Once these things become a routine, become habit, and just become part of you. So you're keeping your hair clean, you're keeping your face clean, you're washing it, you're moisturizing your face, you're moisturizing your lips, you're doing face masks and taking care of acne or dry skin or whatever may show up on your face. This also comes into play when talking about your menstrual cycle. So if you have started menstruating, if you are a young lady or a woman, it's important that you are keeping your body clean. You're taking multiple showers a day when you're having your period. You're keeping track of your cycle so you know when to expect it. And of course, there will be surprises every now and then. So you're keeping things like sanitary napkins, tampons, cups, whatever it is that you use. You're making sure that there is some readily available in places like your car or your office space, in your book bag, in your purse, so that you don't have any major accidents. You're also cleaning yourself in terms of oral hygiene, so you're ensuring that you are brushing your teeth, you are flossing and using mouthwash if necessary. You're going to your checkup, so you're going to the dentist to do teeth cleanings, you're scheduling appointments with your physician to do physicals, so you're not just keeping the outside looking clean, but you're actually ensuring that internally, things are also going well. If you have access to these things, it's very important that you take advantage of them. There are so many people for various reasons who don't have access to healthcare, but there are many ways, especially in America, for you to be able to get that. But it does take you taking some time, doing some research, filling out papers, getting the assistance if needed to keep yourself up as a woman. And in addition to keeping your body clean, you're also aware of your environment. You're cleaning your space, you're cleaning your room, you're cleaning your home. You're giving yourself routines and schedules to make sure it gets done. I know in the past, I had a habit of being really messy. As soon as I got home, I just started throwing off things and just wanting to get to the fun stuff. And when someone would come over would be the time that I make my home spick and span because I knew I was having guests. But there was a time where I created a habit of being really messy. At the time, I was an adult. I was doing my doctorate, but I was living in my mom's house and my room (laughs) looked like a trash can. And I said, oh, you know what? I have an excuse. I'm doing this degree. It takes up all my time. I'm working full time. I have an excuse to be messy. But again, those things become habits and it definitely impacts the way that you feel mentally. This also translates to your vehicle. 
If you're blessed to own a car, your car should also be clean. It shouldn't be dirty with stains, with trash, with clothes everywhere. You shouldn't look like you live in your car if you don't. This is all part of respecting yourself, respecting the things that you're blessed to have and keeping things tidy so that they last longer, you feel better, and you're able to function a little bit more effectively. You can find things. You're not frustrated. And when it comes to your car, also getting your car washed, taking it in maybe once a month or every two weeks and getting it washed. It doesn't matter what kind of car you have. Some people think because their car is really old or it's not a super luxurious car, it doesn't matter if it looks junky, but that is a lie. And if you have that mentality about things that are not up to the standard of the world and you don't value it because maybe the world doesn't value it, then you are living in a different system and it will impact your overall joy. You take care of it because it's yours. You take care of your body because it's yours. You shower once or twice a day because it's yours. You want to be clean. You want to smell good. As a feminine woman, you want to feel soft and you want to feel clean. Even if no one sees you, even if you don't go anywhere, you still value your cleanliness. Now, I understand that some of us women grew up in households where we didn't have our own things. Maybe you didn't have your own room. Maybe you lived in a foster home where you had to share rooms with different people and you were always moving. Maybe you just never had your own place. So you lived at home and you've had a room, but you've never had your own apartment. So you haven't learned what it's like to be a manager what it's like to manage your life and manage your things and manage your home. And it's okay. This is how we learn. It takes time for you to be able to analyze things, to take a hard look at your life, at the areas that you are falling short in and start to make changes. It's not about yesterday, my love. It's about today and it's about tomorrow. When you see yourself as your best self, if you could paint the picture of the ultimate you, what would that woman be like? What kind of woman do you see yourself as when you think about your absolute best self? That is your goal. No one else is your goal. You are your goal and you are that woman. You are on your way now to becoming her. And if you have children, sweetie, they are watching you. Not only are they subject to your behavior, so if you're extremely messy, they have to live in that mess and they may end up having all kinds of things going on inside of them because they may be frustrated having to live in such a messy and dirty environment. And in turn, they're picking up on these habits. They may, as children, be able to cope with it, but as they become older, they may start to pick up on those habits as well or even be attracted or comfortable in messy environments. So if you want your daughter to be a certain kind of young lady, but she's living in a mess, don't be surprised if she's comfortable dating a man who lives in a mess. 
or being attracted to people who don't value the way that they look, who don't keep themselves clean, if that is what she's used to. You are responsible, my love, when you were given this child by God to cultivate an environment that is the best that you can do, the best that you know. And if you didn't know before, you know it now. So you can start today. As a feminine woman, we have to work on cleaning it up. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is a virtual counseling service where you can schedule phone or video sessions. It is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. It is a worldwide service and can help you in areas such as depression, anxiety, anger, trauma, and other concerns. Everything that you share is confidential, professional, and affordable. You can check out their testimonials on their website daily. And note, this is not a crisis hotline. I want you to live a life where you're full of happiness and hope today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off of your first month by visiting our sponsor, betterhelp.com feminine. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's better h e l p.com/feminine. Having warmth is absolutely essential as a feminine woman. This is what's going to either attract people to you or push people away from you. As a woman, even if you are beautiful and you look soft, your warmth is what's going to shine through. If you seem like a woman who likes people, who is open, who is not stuck up, but is down to earth, understands people, wants people to be happy, wants people to be loved, and is truly able to show it in their demeanor. When you are a warm feminine woman, you are absolutely spectacular. You are so beautiful that people can't even explain what it is about you that they love. It's not just about being nice because as a woman, you do have to understand people and have boundaries and know when and how to say certain things. But it's about being approachable. A person should be able to feel comfortable coming up to you and not have this fear that you'll reject them. There are some women that are so caught up with being beautiful, with having nice clothes, with having luxury items, that they just give off this aroma of being stuck up, being conceited, being unapproachable. And sometimes they may not be stuck up, but They may just have a bad attitude or they may be in a state of jealousy or they just might be very angry or very guarded or very hurt and it shines through. So I want you to think about this and think about yourself. Do you have warmth? Are you a warm woman? Having warmth means that you are inviting. That inviting presence comes with a smile. It comes with looking like you care about people, being interested in people, having empathy towards people. So if someone is gossiping about someone else, 
you're not participating, you're not laughing, you're not adding to the conversation. In fact, you may be the one to either say, you know, I don't think we should be talking about this person. I think that they work really hard and that they're doing their best. You might say, actually, I know you guys think that she's really rude, but I think that maybe she's feeling a little hurt and we should show her some compassion and walking away from that conversation. You try to understand how others feel. You have a caring heart and you're not afraid to show it. If someone is sharing a story with you and maybe they're talking about something that's very deep, you're able to make eye contact and really be present with that person. You're able to say, wow, I'm sorry to hear that. Or you're able to say, wow, this is so wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Let me know if there's anything I can do to help. You know, you're just showing a person care, care for whatever circumstance they may be in at the moment. This is something that is very important as a woman because people look to women to be nurturing. And when you are warm, that means that people are probably going to feel comfortable sharing with you, giving to you. Wanting you to be part of their lives, you will have more friends. Many men will want you to be their spouse because that is so important to men. Having someone that they can come home to who has a warm and open and loving presence. And I understand that this is very difficult if you are very introverted or very shy. You may come off as being cold. Even though you may try to say certain things, it may not come off the way you want it to, or it doesn't have that emotional punch to it, and you kind of feel like it's a waste of time. But it's something you have to practice. If you are shy, it's really about thinking about the other person and not yourself. That's where we kind of get stuck sometimes, and we end up not doing things, not showing emotion not showing care, not smiling, because we're thinking about ourselves, how we look, how the other person thinks of us, what they're going to say to us. Instead of shifting that focus to how can I help this person? How can this person be uplifted? How can I show support for this person? How can I just walk around with ease? That is warmth. You are comfortable in your own skin. And depending on what you've been through, what environment you were raised in, this might be very difficult. You may have lived in a place where you had to be very cold and hard in order to be taken seriously. You may feel like because you hold a certain position at work and you're looked to in a certain way, you have to be very stern and that there's no room for warmth. But there's always room for warmth. It may not be in every situation, but there will always be an opportunity for you to disclose who you really are, even if you're the boss's boss's boss. If you run into a situation where a person needs you to be a human, to be a feminine woman, you can look into that person's eyes and say, you know what? I understand. Let's work this whole thing out. For people to be able to say, you know what, I met with Lisa and she's actually really, really warm. She's very understanding or she's very caring. Maybe they don't see that in the forefront because you have to be a certain way because of your position. But when it counts, they know who you are because you've shown them. And that is what's important. 
Your life experience is what's important. How people experience you is what's important. So think about yourself as a woman, as a wife, as a girlfriend, as a daughter, as a coworker. Are you warm? Do you show the warm side of your personality? Do you need to warm it up? Maybe you are not warm. Maybe you are not down to earth. Maybe you have had it all your whole life. You don't ever have to think about how anyone else feels. How is that impacting you? Have you looked around? Are people still treating you the same way that they used to? Are you losing friends? Do your partners mistreat you because they don't think you even have feelings? Do men treat you like one of the boys because you don't show any sign of womanhood? You don't show the warm, nurturing side of you. So they feel they can be abrasive with you. Sometimes all it takes is you being a little bit more silent, not always having something to say, being more of a listener and less of an instructor or a know-it-all, and just being present for people, being open with people, being understanding and supportive. Having warmth is an absolute essential trait for any feminine woman. I encourage you to share this podcast with anyone that you think needs the encouragement or just someone who you think might want to hear this information. Help to inspire another woman to returning back to her original design, returning back to her femininity for a greater life experience. The final trait that I want to discuss today that every feminine woman should embody is feminine movement. Feminine women move in a certain way. They have a certain flow to them. Feminine movement is slow. It's graceful. It has a flow to it. As a feminine woman, the way that you walk, the way that you sway can either come off very brash or it can come out soft and attractive. This is usually something that's cultivated when people take things like ballet or certain dance, maybe hula dancing, or different dances from different cultures that focus on womanhood and femininity. Practicing these dances helps you to be able to become one with your body. Many of us are very afraid of our bodies. We don't play with our bodies enough to be able to know what we can do, what we're comfortable doing. We don't dance in the mirror. We don't make certain expressions and just see how we look making those expressions. We've never even seen the way we walk. These are all things that you should learn. This is you. This is your life. And you as a woman should be proud to master every single part of you. God, it took so much time to create you beautifully. And there's so many elements of you that you have never even tapped into. Maybe because you're afraid of what people are gonna say about you. Maybe you're afraid of being different. Maybe you're afraid of actually being the real you. But regardless of why it hasn't happened, you can do it now. I know some women struggle to be able to understand what feminine movement looks like if it's never been pointed out to them. A lot of times you can see this if you watch movies, The main character that the man is maybe trying to get is behaving because typically, again, they choose very feminine women. 
It's the way a woman's body moves, the way the hands move, the way your hips sway while you walk, the way your neck might move when you speak or your head might move when you speak. A lot of these gestures are sort of amplified when you watch movies that maybe have a male character playing a woman's role. A lot of times those are comedy movies and they want to just kind of be outrageous and just over-dramatize being a woman. But you can kind of see how unnatural it is for men to behave in that way. It usually does look pretty dramatic. And as a woman, you do not need to be that dramatic with your movements. You don't need to walk in a way where you are trying to seek validation or trying to seek attention from men or trying to sexualize your body. You were created like this by God. Your body parts naturally move like this by God. Men don't walk like women walk because their anatomy is different. They have something in between their legs that make it very difficult to walk how we walk. And that's okay. That's a beautiful thing. Men and women are different. We were built different. We were designed different and we're made to behave differently as well. So as a feminine woman, embrace the way you move. Embrace the way you walk. Don't allow the culture to steal this part of you and give it away to other people or steal this from you and make you feel like it's not for you. You're a woman. It's made for you. So as a woman, if you're feeling like there's just something missing, something about you that still comes off very stiff or very cold or very kind of mechanical, then think about your movements. Do you display feminine movement? Are your movements soft? Do they flow? Do you look comfortable with your body? Do you walk with your shoulders back and your head held high? Do you walk with confidence, with powerful womanly confidence? And if you don't, it's not something to obsess over. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's just something to pay attention to and realize how much it does impact your overall appearance. I really want you to get comfortable in your skin. Be comfortable in the woman that God created you to be. There are going to be so many seasons in your life, my love, where you are figuring things out. There may be some seasons where you just can't. You just don't feel like it. You just don't want to. There may be seasons in your life where you have everything down and everything is on point and you are at your absolute best. My hope is that you at least have that season at some point in your life and that you realize that it's for you and not for someone else. So I want you to say this prayer with me and I will have it in the information box below so you can say it on your own time, but you can just close your eyes and agree with me for God to be able to touch these areas of your life. Heavenly Father, thank you for creating me as a woman. Thank you for creating me fearfully and wonderfully in the image of God. I pray that you guide me and show me the radiance I have inside of me. 
without feeling ashamed. Help me to embrace my womanhood. Father, allow the burdens that have caused me to put up walls be removed in the name of Jesus. Guide me to be the warm, radiant, graceful, feminine woman that you created me to be. Thank you for all of the work that you've done in me and every single thing that you're going to do. Thank you for allowing me to see myself the way that you see me. In Jesus' name I pray, with thanksgiving, amen. Thank you so much, my love, for listening to this podcast. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for taking the time to listen, for the beautiful feedback you give me on my Instagram page, for reposting my podcast on your Insta stories and on your pages to allow other women to be able to support. I thank each and every one of you for your love and for your kindness. Make sure to follow me on my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle Daff. And follow my pages on Instagram at a feminine impression and at Dr. Michelle Daff. I'm so excited for all the things that I have coming up for you ladies. I think you're really going to like the things that we have planned for the future. And I'm so very proud of you for looking within and being brave enough to become the woman that God has called you to be. I love you so much, and I will talk to you in the next podcast. Remember, my love, that in all things you do, make a feminine impression. Mm -hmm.